I am recording. Hello, welcome to the This Because podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Zoe. And we're strategists and friends exploring how the way we live and work impacts the people and the planet around us. This podcast is an open conversation about values and ethics, sustainability and purpose, brands and business. So today we are going to talk about gift giving. I started this because back in 2011 because I loved finding well-designed products that help to solve social and environmental challenges. Things like uh, chocolates that help provide employment for people who had autism, tote bags made from recycled bouncy castles. Um, I did it because it helped me to buy more thoughtfully for myself and also for friends, so when I was giving gifts. And in Christmas, in the Christmas 2016, it helped hundreds of shoppers in Soho support 40 social businesses. Um, so I had a shop there, a pop-up shop that was bright orange, and people just wandered off the streets, liked the concept, and bought the products. So giving good gifts, not just because they're well-designed, but also because they had a purpose too. Um, that might be a transparent supply chain or a measurable social and environmental impact. But here we are, 10 or so years on, and I still know that we can't buy ourselves out of trouble. Gifts that do good definitely are a step and an alternative, but I feel like the one thing we only really need more of is less. So in this episode, we're going to talk about alternative gifts, and we're going to start right at the beginning of the holiday celebrations with Advent. Yes. Um, before I talk about Advent calendar, though, I feel like you're not doing justice just how amazing your shop was. So obviously, the online shop was so great. And I still to this day use this archive as a resource to show people about different models of giving and different business models organizations have. But your shop was so incredible. Like, it was big, bright orange on a super busy corner in Soho. And it just you couldn't help but note the statement it was trying to make. And I purchased so many things that I still have, like the bouncy castle tote bags. And actually um, the advent calendar I'm going to talk about is from Old Spike um, Coffee Coffee Company. Yeah, And I came across them because I bought loads of their coffee for Callum at um, your pop-up. Oh, yes. Oh, I that's think good. I'm going to campaign for a return of another pop-up in years to come because honestly – it was such a great shop, and I think it really made people think about think twice before they purchased. Oh, thank things. you so much! No, it was it was a really special time being on that corner because um, we uh, deliberately didn't put the word sustainable or ethical anywhere on the windows. It just said this because, and we uh, painted ourselves bright orange, so loads of people just came in and said, "You're orange. What are you?" Um, <laughs> and that was a conversation starter. So it was just trying to um, make sure we behaved in a way that helped people stop and stare and then have some interest. And then we did find that Soho is a really lovely community, and so because we were there for three or so weeks, um, people kept on popping back in um, over the weeks and having a chat. And so we got to know some really lovely brands we already represented. 
some lovely customers and also we had lots of people saying they coming in and saying they were launching brands and so we actually had three sign up and showcase themselves there whilst we were at the pop-up so yeah the, the original plan before I stopped this because was to open the department store so maybe maybe we can do it together I feel like department store is on the cards <laughs> so yeah perhaps well um as we start thinking about I guess gift giving again and you mentioned the start of it being advent I'm sure everyone will see out there like advent calendars of loads of beauty products or chocolates or like I'd see them getting bigger and bigger and more excessive every year. Like I think my little brother has a Lego one, which is a different Lego toy every day in the run up to Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that there's got to be a different model for this, but also just a different way of being more thoughtful around the run up to the holiday season. And I saw on an Instagram old spike coffee company um, is doing an advent calendar online and they're partnering with the Southern Food Bank um, to support those in need. So they've made a graphic of the 24 days of Advent and they're encouraging people to gift to each other every day rather than themselves. It's like a reverse Advent calendar. So instead of you getting something from it, you're actually giving. Mm-hmm. And what's so nice is like, it's all stuff that people need who may be sleeping rough or in hard times at Christmas, like shower gel, tin tomatoes, and they distribute it to them. Um, and I just think that every day you're putting something in instead of taking something out. It's just such a nice premise. And if you don't live near Southwark, um, you can probably still participate. You could copy their model mm-hmm. or you can um, donate to your local food bank or see what they need this holiday season. But yeah, it just felt like quite a generous way. Yeah, of that's looking at such a nice way to make and challenge people um straight away it's like a very clear swap isn't it instead of um taking something you're giving something and that's super meaningful across 24 days um when otherwise yeah like you say often you otherwise have an advent calendar with very expensive beauty products but they're not the ones you ever use (laughs) um and so therefore actually you've probably got a lot of waste um by the end of the 24 days so yeah actually i'm gonna look up i know that my local um food bank is called nourish so i might contact them and just say what are they looking for this advent and do the same because i guess you can just fill up a box and take it in so they can distribute it to the people that they know need it the most yeah what a simple and brilliant idea um so yeah a new way to motivate people to donate at christmas rather than um just take 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 Uh, Something I keep on seeing pop up on my feeds actually is like an illustrated hierarchy. I think they do an illustrated hierarchy of need, but this is an illustrated hierarchy of giving Um, just to try and explain to people and make people more aware of the many different ways that we can give um, and the many different ways we can give in a better way. So rather than going to uh, the dreaded smiley, um, smiley brand, that we all know with the smile logo straight away and just ordering millions of products very quickly. Um, This is a different way to understand what we could do instead. So I guess the first one would be buy less um, or not buy at all. So that is giving, maybe giving experiences, not things, which I'm a big fan of much to maybe my family and friends' happiness and sometimes despair. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, two Christmases ago, I organized a basket making workshop for the eight people in my close family. Uh, it was slightly like a group therapy session, I think, afterwards. <laughs> I suddenly realized what had I created. But um, our good friends, Emily and Sean, uh, helped us. Um, Emily's a basket weaver. Um, and so we all had that to look forward to in January and spent the day together. So I definitely know that for me, my kind of love language is definitely spending time with friends. Um, and I do the same for my dad every year. He's got a difficult birthday because it's the 27th of December. So everyone's slightly run out of steam by then. So I always um, used to always buy him a gift and then I couldn't wait to give it to him on the 27th. So I always gave it to him on Christmas Day anyway. So his birthday really was an non-event. Um, but now we both like going to art exhibitions together. So I just make sure I look up um, an art exhibition that's happening around my birthday which is in February so on his birthday in December I give him tickets to something for us to look forward to in February um, so that's definitely kind of experiences as a way of spending time with the people you like and giving them your time rather than necessarily giving them tat that they don't necessarily want. I love want. that it's so much more thoughtful as well I think maybe that's my love language as well. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Time. Time with people I love. Yeah. Then maybe the next, if you do want to uh, buy a physical product, would be buying something secondhand. I think this is a campaign we wanted to run when we both worked for Do the Green Thing in like 2010, maybe, was a new to you um, campaign. And I think we were going to print new to you um, labels, maybe, or um, I think it was something I talked to Liv about, labels or wrapping paper, so that you could... Um, run a new to you campaign and make it a really proud loud and proud status symbol that actually you were doing the very best rather than thinking oh no it's second hand so it's second rate um so you could head down to a local charity shop or antiques market i was actually away with some friends recently um and we went to the most odd small kind of sheds antique market probably more bric-a-brac than antiques and we had a really happy afternoon hunting around with so many bargains including um someone got a Russell and Bromley handbag very nice and then someone also got an unused Peter Andre perfume called Insania wow. <laughs> who would have thought um so it was just nice to spend time together buying secondhand things um and definitely some things that you could gift and um there's loads of places online that you can buy secondhand as we all know um ebay and also a friend started a company called thrift plus actually and they stock high street and designer secondhand clothing and accessories so that's a really nice place to look for secondhand um clothing or products um then I guess you can always spend time making. Um, I love making presents, but I know that it can be hugely frustrating for some people. So uh, totally understood if you don't want to get out a sewing machine and start making clothes that are second rate and um, slightly hopeless. But if you like cooking, maybe you could um, make some jams or chutneys or biscuits. I remember when I was younger, um, my mum called me downstairs after I think I was meant to go to bed to make some chocolate truffles for my godparents. And that was just a really lovely way to spend an evening with my mum. And it felt very festive. And I was also making something to give uh, away. So I'm always a fan of making, but it doesn't need to be complex um, fashion patterns. Yeah, my that's I love I love making making things. I think it's also such a privilege to be able to make things and have the time to set mm -hmm. aside to do that. But my family has had a long-standing tradition of handmade. When my mom and dad were first married, they didn't have a lot of money. So one 
um, Christmas, they made these bookmarks as gifts for people. They were from like scraps of leather and they used like a leather burner and they made patterns and designs. They were super beautiful. Um, and my mom has carried on this tradition. So each year, um, ever since I was tiny, we'd have to make our presents for each other. So and as you can imagine, it started as handprints and paint on like paper that got framed mm-hmm. and it's definitely gotten, it's definitely escalated as we got an older and craftier. One year, my sister and I recreated all of our childhood photos, but as adults. Mm-hmm. So we like literally made the same photo, but like 25 years later. Amazing. Um, it was super funny. We put a little album together. I think my mom liked it. <laughs> I'm sure she did. <laughs> and then um, Missy, who is incredibly versed in power tools amongst everything else. She's just very talented. Yeah. Um, she made this beautiful like room divider. So it was huge and it was like a, almost like a screen. Um, it was made out of wood. And then within the divider, she used a Dremel to carve out dolphin shapes because it was my mom's favorite. Wow. And then placed black and white photos around it. So it was very much... Um, like it took a lot of time. I'm pretty sure the only job I was given as part of that was to cut out the pictures because that was my <laughs> level of competence. <laughs> <laughs> That's also so nice though to do something together, um, something that you as sisters were giving to your mum and so you have twice the time, twice the thought and twice the passion that go into that one present, um, making it all the more meaningful. Yeah. And it's a really nice tradition. That's not to say like there aren't years where we're time poor and we don't put as much thought into it. And we also do give each other, like there's a recurrent Christmas present in my family, which is like your year's toiletries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you get like a pack of like toothpaste and toothbrush and deodorant and that kind of stuff. Um, So there is some tradition around gifts that aren't homemade, but I think that's one of the things that we always try for each other. And then it makes the lead up to the holidays a bit more exciting because you're like, oh my God, what am I going to make? Yeah, that's so nice. And actually, yeah, it gives that build up um, to the holidays more meaningful and probably more thoughtful. You probably spend a lot more time thinking of those people that you are giving to than if you were just to do a mad dash on Christmas Eve and try and grab anything from a department store that might suit them. Um, I think by giving yourself a bit of time, and obviously that is time is a luxury, but giving yourself a bit of more time ahead of time to think what they might like and then try and make it is very nice. Yeah. And there's a ridiculous number of tutorials out there, like on TikTok, on YouTube that just like show you how to make things you didn't even think were possible. Yeah. So I think that we're really spoiled in that sense of inspiration. Yeah, that's so true. Um, But if you are a frightened maker um, and aren't ready to try that yet, then you can obviously buy local. So I think, Um, it's really important to um, put your money or if you want your money to stay in the local economy, then it's really important to support the small independent shops nearby you Um, because every time you kind of spend money, you're casting a vote for the kind of world you want. And if you want your local neighbourhood to prosper, um, then that is a really important way to spend some time visiting the streets rather than just going online um, because it's obviously very easy to do that when you're sitting on your phone. But definitely have a wander around um, the places and the people that you could support in your area. And that could be with products or it could be cafes that you could buy presents from. They often have different um, food things that you can buy and give or hampers um, or it might be buying a voucher for a restaurant or something locally or um, an event space that would allow you to help those um, businesses and organizations to grow. And then I guess the last on that 
would be to buy ethical. And I guess that's why I set up this because, because it was for the people um, to give as many people as possible an easy option and an easy swap to buy something that was more um, supporting our world rather than destroying it. And so for those people um, that didn't feel comfortable with some of those other stages of the hierarchy of giving, um, then this was a kind of more, an easier way to give a more traditional present um, and one that had a transparent supply chain, like I said earlier, or paid the living wage or was plastic free or helped to solve social and environmental challenges. So uh, I've rolled back the years and I've written a little list uh, that I put together from my archive of those organisations that are still around and still making really lovely products and making really good impact. So I will share that little list in the show notes if um, you want some inspiration this Christmas. Love that. And then another way um, is to give collectively. Um, and when we were thinking about this topic, I thought of your wedding, Katie, because I'm pretty sure you um, did exactly that for your wedding list. Yeah, um, I used a, a platform called Patchwork Present. Um, it's a it's a global platform that let friends contribute cash, time, skills towards a group gift or an event. And you can collectively fund all kinds of unique gifts and experiences, but it's things that um, people actually want and has been thought through by the people who've organized it. And uh, for transparency, two of our most favorite people in the world run it, yeah. Liv and Kim. Um, and it's just such a creative way to crowdfund. And I think it helps people curate the things that um, they actually want or need as opposed to the guesswork that sometimes well-meaning family members and friends will do. Mm -hmm. We used it for our wedding. Um, we didn't intend on doing it, but so many people had asked us what we wanted. And uh, it was really easy to make. We focused our patchwork on our honeymoon, um, which was just going around Europe. But we did this so that um, our guests could contribute to our experiences, our meals out, the places we were staying. My partner is a triathlete and he's a really big advocate of solving homelessness. So one of our patches was a donation to the big issue, for example. You can customize it to whatever matters to you as a couple, uh, but also the things like one of the things on our patchwork was ice cream mm -hmm. and that was definitely catered towards me. And I'm pretty sure that we were given at least a hundred ice creams as a wedding present. And I definitely had about 50 of those. <laughs> so good. That is so nice. So then you could enjoy whilst you're traveling Europe, you had the cash and um, that you could then contribute to those different experiences that you had along the way. Yeah. And it wasn't like a typical registry. It was something where we could like give to the causes that we cared about. People mm -hmm. could give to the experiences that we wanted to have and we could update people. So it was really nice also when we finished our honeymoon to be able to send pictures of like, this was the car you helped us rent. This is a nice dinner that we had. So Here's nice. one of the several ice creams that I ate <laughs> over the course of our trip. <laughs> it's much nicer because it also has that story along the way rather than just a one-off transaction. It actually takes the transaction, the story feels more present and the experiences feel more present and the conversation that you had with your guests rather than it just being a transactional thing um, that other gift lists might be. Definitely. And also it doesn't feel like um, when people ask people for cash, I appreciate that's the most direct thing to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do it for occasions. But if you want to be a bit more creative about it, I think something like patchwork is just so brilliant because it really lets you think about um, the types of things and the way you want to be given presents. Also, I think one thing I've always loved about patchwork is because it is a patchwork 
um, and it comes in those different squares and shapes, um, it means that an ice cream for 250 is as valuable and as valid as, I don't know, a three-night stay for hundreds of pounds. And so it kind of de- democratizes that feeling of giving that if you're transferring money um, to a friend for a wedding and you're only transferring five pounds to a bank account, it doesn't really have the story around it. Whereas I think um, what Patrick's really good at and Liv and Kim have always been really good at is saying people are in such different situations when they are getting married or giving gifts, but it's the act of giving the message and giving the story and funding the experience that is the important thing. The The amount of the gift is less important. It's so true because I'm sure we've all been there where we get given a link to like a a wedding registry and the only things left are thousands of dollars (laughs) or like just there's nothing there to give and you go well what am I supposed to do all the good stuff was taken all the stuff within my budget was taken Taken. you don't want to feel like a shitty friend yeah and you feel like you have to put a price on that friendship rather than what you're actually doing is putting a price on your current circumstance and what you're budgeting for that month or whatever is available to you um so no, I think that's yeah, super important. And it's made me really think that we need to set up a patchwork for your baby. Because I know there must be so many people, me included, that obviously want um to show the love and welcome your baby into the world and support you and Cal. But um rather than posting halfway across the world something that you really don't need or aren't aware that you need, um, actually if we could contribute, and there's so many people around the world that would want to contribute to that that we could actually contribute to things that you actually want and need or you know um can make that decision at the time that you want to rather than assumed um well-meaning recommendations that are then arriving on your doorstep and um, before the baby's even been there <laughs> so that let's do it is a, that's a very nice suggestion full transparency i don't think either of us have started even thinking about this but fully recognize that like I bet the world of baby merch is like very wasteful and there's a lot of unnecessary stuff so it's yeah definitely something we'll we'll think about yeah that'd be great because I remember actually Liv's um it's always stuck in my head I think Liv's did it for her own children as well because she did patchwork for her wedding and then as her children were getting older rather than having loads of small gifts um at small parties of loads of plastic tat um I think her son wanted guitar lessons once um, I seem to remember that was one of the stories or her daughter wanted um, to have a pony for loan. And it's just really nice that those bits of the pony or bits of the bike or bits of the guitar and the sheet music and things could be donated by other people. Um, and then that child is getting exactly what they want rather than what people assume they want or need for their price back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really nice. Uh, something else that um, it's very topical, actually, for this time of year um, is ungifted secret Santa. So there is such a nice culture around giving gifts to people to mark occasions, mm-hmm. but this also means like, obviously our world has so much junk and unnecessary stuff, particularly when you think about like offices and how they celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas and they ha- hold secret Santas and you draw a name of someone you don't know that well, and you might buy them a novelty mug or a pair of socks or things that, you know, something funny because it was an inside joke, but it's like basically garbage. And at Do the Green Thing, we run an annual campaign on Gifted Secret Santa, and we try to normalize giving thoughtful zero-waste gifts instead of the tat that gets thrown out or donated to the charity shop. So there's a gallery of 
gifs mm-hmm. um like images but like i think it's actually pronounced gifs gifs <laughs> <laughs> not gifts without yeah. the t but then the the age-old debate if it's gif or jif yeah, correct that <laughs> <laughs> you can select which gift with a t yeah um you want to give to a colleague and um you can give things like a spotify playlist um doing someone's timesheet for them which is a high value prize i always tell my team every year that's the one i want to be gifted <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but it's really so like good yeah it's yeah. a really thoughtful alternative to initiate an office party and it's free Mm-hmm. And you can sign your team up. We'll put the link in the show notes Definitely. or you can Google on Gifted Secret Santa. But the premise behind it is um, how can we normalize people giving gifts that aren't necessarily stuff? Mm-hmm. But also how can we how can we help people break that the, the cultural, I guess, phenomenon of like feeling you need to give someone something yeah and that that's what the guilt that people feel that's what's so hard isn't it it's like how do you tell people you don't want presents because first of all it feels quite self-centered that they might and kind of presumptuous because maybe they weren't going to give you a present (laughs) but how do you make a very open public signal to everyone in your life that it's like we're not trying to ruin everyone's fun but actually we want to say is I have everything I need save your money for yourself my house and my life is full. I don't need extra. It's really difficult. Um, And then if you are, like you were saying with Patrick, if then people are asking you saying, I want to give you something for your wedding, I want to give you something for your wedding, then how do you then actually make it quite loud and proud of what you want them to buy? So whether it's buy from this list or this patchwork list or actually give me something from ungifted because actually the time and thought that you goes into it is more interesting to me I remember this has made me remember of something when we were working at pentagram one of the Christmas cards or holiday cards was darling I bought you a paper clip do you remember that oh, I think we'll link <laughs> we'll link that in the show notes as well so pentagram do a holiday card every year to get um it's kind of nearest and dearest friends to think slightly differently and show um, the company's kind of collective creativity. And this was a little book that had pop out, um, pop out gift tags, if I remember rightly. Uh, and um, they were really beautifully copywritten um, to give as much meaning as possible for everyday op- objects that you could find in your office drawer, basically. So it was called Darling, I've, I've given you a paperclip. And it was putting really like heavy, uh, fond meaning into very um, mundane everyday objects in order to try and stop people from buying big presents um, so yeah that's a side tangent but I suddenly just remembered it and yeah it was a really really good card um, so I think this Christmas is really hard or this holiday I'm going to try and tell people I'd like books um, why well I think I want to read more always and I always really like I find it much easier to read a book if I have a recommendation um, so even better if there are pre-loved books um, I think those are the best um, and I guess I really like I remember my older brother who's not a, an, an amazing regular reader but he said he always gets disappointed if on Christmas he doesn't get a book because that's one of the nicest things to do when it gets on those quite quieter moments on Christmas Eve when everyone's feeling a bit kind of over warm and fuzzy and over full um, to be able to look through a book um, and yeah, so I think that's what I'd like to do. And I think as well with books is they're not so emotionally charged that you can't pass them on. 
I think in a way a book is always meant to be slightly passed on and you you read it you enjoy it it sits on your shelf and looks pretty for a while but then you can re-gift it without too much um without offending people too much because I think that's what's often the worry for people is oh well if someone gives me a present and I don't like it, do I have to bring it out when they come round? Do they have to see it in my house? Do they have to see that I'm using it? Um, so definitely with a book, I think they're pretty easy to re-gift. And I guess this then came on to my thought or idea is the one worry I suddenly had thinking about re-gifting books is, is the, or do the author and publishers, um, well, they don't get paid for the work they did in the same way that if I bought it off a book, website um or a bookshop so it might exist already but I just suddenly wondered maybe there's a way that you could donate to the author or publisher um if you enjoyed a book secondhand um so it's like delayed gratification that it's not uh, they obviously uh, care about the sales and get them in the charts and things like that but if someone's given it on to you as a recommendation should there be somewhere that you could go to that author and think, well, actually, I want to, it's a bit like sort of Patreon or something like that, or a Just Giving page that you could say, I love this book, but I um, enjoyed it secondhand. So here is the cost that um, is deserved for you and your work. I love that. It's a really nice idea. This this whole conversation now about books just made me realise that I have your copy of The Midnight Library. <laughs> Do you? No, but yeah. I love that because I've read it. And so I love that you have it and I would rather it kept on going. Okay, good. Because I remember that before we left London for Toronto, that I left it out to give back to you and that Callum definitely packed it in the shipping crate. And that's due to arrive any day now. So but I can send yours. it back and to you. No, no, no. I'd much rather it carried on, it carried on traveling. Well, if anyone who listens to this podcast has not read The Midnight Library, you should DM us on Instagram and we will post you Zoe's copy of The Midnight Library from Toronto. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, I'm so pleased. And yeah, you've given me so many lovely book recommendations over the years and actually one of them um, is The Big Friendship, isn't it? Is it called The Big oh, Friendship? Yeah, yeah which Big is a brilliant, brilliant book, um, which I think has informed a lot of our work together as well. So I think book recommendations are the best and for me... Yeah, nothing much better than sharing knowledge and knowing when you've reading that that someone else that you know has experienced that book too. But yeah, just a way to uh, make sure uh, we can donate or pay to those people that have written them um, rather than feeling like we have to buy it new in order to contribute to their work. For sure. So we deliberately did this episode in November because we wanted to hopefully inspire people to think a bit differently about giving gifts this season. As always, thank you so much for joining us in whatever way you celebrate. Maybe you don't celebrate Christmas, um, but we hope you have a very safe festive season. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>